Your immediate reaction to the address by the President Ramaphosa last night with regards to alcohol sales, despite your warnings and concerns? Oh, very disappointing. I think that, uh, and, and really quite shattered because we've been having this narrative, you know, for the last year and a half. And we've been saying to the president, to uh, cabinet, you know, we've got data to show that it's various other interventions that can support us right now. And we've seen the effects when you reduce gatherings, when you make sure people have non-pharmaceutical measures in place. But it's not the banning of alcohol that helps the spread. And it's really also about getting everybody vaccinated in this country, which is something that's really been a failure on the part of government at the moment. What is your proposed stance in balancing between the opening of the economy and protecting livelihoods while also seeking to save lives? Because that's what, what, is the, pre- what the president is saying. Yeah, and I think these are proposals that we've been putting through uh, ongoing basis. We've done a lot in the last year and a half to make sure that that can be balanced. And I can give you a few examples of those in terms of enforcement, for example. We've done training on the ground with taverns. We've done training with the various outlets to make sure that people are actually ensuring that they are adhering to safety protocols, that they understand what needs to happen at these outlets. We've got posters that are up. We have people on the ground, patrollers that we're paying for to make sure that they go around because of the lack of enforcement that is happening at the moment in the country. And so we've taken those initiatives. We've also helped with PPE. We've helped government themselves with a procurement of PPE as well. We've given money towards Solidarity Fund. We've also offered help in terms of the vaccine rollouts as well as help with NASRIC. So there's a lot that we have done to make sure that we take that burden off the, the minority that is in terms of binge drinking. You know, we cannot be blamed for the entire problem. And I think that's what's happening now, is that we've been used as a scapegoat uh, for the inadequacies in terms of the vaccine rollout. So, what are you hoping to do next? Because the ban is in place for the next two weeks. Yeah, well, you know, sadly, that's what we will be meeting about this morning, is to say, look, I mean, we've always, and even in especially as Barca, we've always felt working together with government is the right thing to do. Are you, are you still there? there? We are. Oh, so, sorry, yes. Patricia, we missed you there for a second. Repeat. Yes. Especially when you're in a crisis. The last thing you want to do is be fighting with your government. But it's been a year and a half. It's a fourth ban. Livelihoods are at stake. And, you know, we've really come to the party. And yet government is, continues to not consult with us. They continue to ignore all of our proposals, etc. So we're at the point now where we have to weigh up all our options. And unfortunately, the illicit trade will just be celebrating, which they did last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately now we don't have control over what the legal trade will also do. And, what? you know, really that is now something that the government also needs to to then now monitor. You know, we've really done our best to manage this as associations, to make sure our members are compliant, they're doing the right things, Mm -hmm. but now people are just going to be desperate. Will you be taking government to court? Well, that is something we're deciding today because they've really put us into a corner now. I think that we've really given everything we can mm-hmm. in terms of trying to cooperate, work together. Yes. And it's just not, uh, you know, proved, um, you know, worthwhile. We've, for example, mm-hmm. been told to go to NEDLAC. 
the president has also told liquor traders go to Nedlack. And you go to Nedlack, you sit there, you're in meeting after meeting. And then every time there's a ban, Nedlack goes silent. Yes. Nobody's there to help you. So right. it really is where we, you know, we're thrown to the wolves every time. And it's just not conducive. We're a Thank legal you. industry and we should be allowed to trade. And obviously taking account responsibility. Ms. Pillay, that's where we got to leave it. That's the CEO of the Thanks. Beer Association of South Africa, Patricia Pillay. Now to look at how the medical fraternity views last night's address uh, to the nation by the president. We joined on the line by the chairperson of the South African Medical Association, Dr. Anjali Kutsia. Very good morning to you, doctor. And welcome your reaction to the address by the president well um good morning uh yeah <laughs> you know we uh, don't think that um the interprovincial travel um is going to be really enforced it's going to be extremely difficult we are happy at least that the schools are, are going to close it's, it's um, you know it's a bit overdue we still don't think that 50 people at a funeral is the right amount of people because we see that that is super spreading events, especially if that person died because of COVID-19. So what, um, is, so, so what is your advice then uh, some, to some of these restrictions? Well, um, for, from, from our side, funerals, again, 10, 10 to 15 people max. Hmm. Um, the uh, yes, I I also um, think you know that the liquor and hospitality is always the scapegoat um, for people's behaviour. We've got a, p- a problem with behaviour, and um, that needs to be addressed. And some I've said it many many times before uh, that um, our people are just not um, obedient to anything. They um, they are a law. We are we are a law on our own. Um, but besides all of that, what we think is extremely important that needs to happen is um, to look at how um, the hospitals can be assisted and then how do you assist home-based care. Because home-based care is extremely important, you know, um, and, and we can't do that without enough oxygen and there's not enough oxygen. And human resource, of course. And human resources, yes, we don't even mention that anymore because uh, we have been singing that song about human resources for the last year and uh, nothing has been done. Look, um, people don't understand. You can't, you can't say, oh, because it's now the Delta variant, um, therefore we're now going to go into secure restrictions. Uh, you know, whether it's a Delta, whether it's a, the, the Beta variant, it doesn't matter. The problem is there's a crisis out there and, 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 and you need to manage the crisis. And um, we are now again saying there's going to be a fourth wave coming. Hmm. So what is the answer? So what is the answer? Is the vaccine rollout perhaps the answer? Or is there anything else that uh, can be done to, in fact, manage the surge in infections? Well, the vaccine rollout is not a silver bullet, but it's going to help. But, but for now, it's too late for the vaccines to help us getting through the third wave. Um, simply because it takes about 30 days for your immune system to really kick in. And remember, the vaccines is only going to help against severe disease. We still have not addressed the um, mild and moderate disease that we are treating at the primary healthcare level. Um, there's nothing really in place to try to help and keep those people out of the hospital. Uh, regardless what your what your lockdown levels are, we still need to treat the patients. 
Doctor, I thank you so much for your time. That was the chairperson of the South African Medical Association, Dr. Anjali Kutsia.